Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Love is my religion. Good afternoon, good night, wherever you are in the world. This is the Yaris yep. Radio Show, and my name is Clyde the Cool Dude Forrester, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Sahil the Five Breather Sobers. Today on the yep. Yaris Skeptics Radio Show, man, we had such a heated discussion last week, <laughs> such a heated romp in the boudoir yes. last week that we decided that we needed a round two, a part two, to, 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 to kind of... It or, or um, you know, <laughs> our desires for um, the, the pleasures of talking about sex, religion, and intimacy. Quite a heated discussion um, last week, uh-huh. both live on, on air as well as in the chat room. We had a number of persons in the chat room who were asking some really poignant um, questions and raising some pertinent discussions. And yeah, you know, quite an interesting discussion, quite, quite a nice mix of guests. And we got a surprise guest in the form of um, a Christian man. Who was calling in from the United States and who flat out said, Hey, listen, man, all men think about women in the way that I think about them. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much. man. The woman you admire, the woman you desire. Yes. You know? Two different kinds of women. You either, you either hoe or you a wife. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and never the two shall meet. No. Right? Never the two shall meet. And we're uh, hoping so. that you will call back um, today as well. Um, you know, to, to, to talk with us, we invite him to come back. Um, but yes. this week we will have we we will have again um, Dr. Karen Carpenter, but she'll join us in about an hour, um, right. because she's tied up with a couple other things. Um, we're expecting to have back Shanika Harris, um, who, who 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 was very provocative herself. And this yes. week we have a nice special surprise. We have joining us. From from London, England, we have Christine South. Yes, um, a Christian, right? A Christian, but Christine Finally. has a but Christine has a very very interesting, um, let us say, life story. You know, certainly as it relates to you know to religion, um, because she was for a time, I and mean, you know, she grew up, um, yes. you know, in the church, so to speak. Her parents were, were, were but she moved away from the church certainly when she went to university. And okay. stayed away, let's just say, did her own thing, you know. Um, 
um, but um, but eventually went back um, right. and uh, went back to being a Christian um, and has has been has, and has been there has been in been that for for sixteen years. Yeah. Know? So um, Christina is uh, she's uh, she's she is so much fun. I mean, lots of I mean, and she's an extremely extremely well-read believer. Um, I don't mind telling you, and you'll hear for yourself. Um, yes. Extremely well read. I mean, she is somebody I consider to be a thinking believer. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a patronizing way, but it just to come, it's just <laughs> that I, I compare it with so many believers I come across who have not taken the time to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. I give I give Christine total props on that, even though we don't we don't agree. <laughs> right. Know? So, no but worries. you hear more from Christine should... later. You'll hear more from her later. Yes, we will, we yes. will, we will, we will. But um, for now, for at least for a few minutes, I really need to need to talk about you know this parallel universe that has entered into, namely the U.S. elections, uh, president <laughs> elections, um, which will be taking place in two days. Um, wow! I just want to let folks know from now that we will be having a show next week devoted to the to the, the presidential elections, where we will yes. bring back. Um, if there is still a United States. Oh, God. Well, you <laughs> if know. If there is still a United oh, States. Yeah. Well, over look, and over and over. I, yes. I've been hearing in the media that this is the most important election that many persons will experience in their lifetime. It's pretty consequential. I mean, I know, honestly, I mean, I found myself during this period pining for Sarah Palin. You know, and John McCain <laughs> and, and Mitt Romney. You know, so um, because I mean, you know, the as Farid Farid uh, Farid Zakaria said this morning, um, you know, the, the Trump is, is 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 there's no choice really. Trump is a cancer, you know, on 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 on, yeah. on, on the democracy. I mean, and what what annoys me immensely is to hear supposedly thinking voters posit the notion that you know Hillary is just as bad, if not worse. You know, you mm. you know you'll hear you know like you see some of them being interviewed and and you know and and questions are put to them about the things that Trump has done, you know, as it relates to 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 his you know uh, or, or said as it relates to to women or to minorities or to even his own business his business track record. And it's like, you know, people are like, well, I'm in the business of that, you know, because we need, we need someone to shake things up. No and I'm like, really? And then, of course, you know, to use, to use an overused word by the media, they then pivot. They pivot, you yeah. know, to how, how, how Hillary is a liar and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like saying, you know, let's right. get a grip. Let, let's assume you are correct. Okay? Hillary is shady. And I'm, I'm, and, I'm right. and I'm prepared to accept that she probably she she she, she is, but you're going to tell me that you're going to seriously compare her supposed shadiness with a with a a a a, a, a malignant narcissist who thinks for argument's sake that well you know um, you know he won't just look this person or that person or you know he's or he's somebody who. <laughs> is going to completely upset who has no clue, for example, about foreign policy and about things like mutual right. defense packs and Imo just sort of tell the, the NATO F off and I'm like, Really? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, I mean, it's, this is somebody who has plainly, has demonstrated very plainly some, some very scary fascist tendencies. You mm. know, um, you know, there's, I mean, so as it relates to, you know, to, 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 um, you know, the outward expressions or excitement of violence to people who don't agree with him. You know, trying to yeah. shut down members of the media who he doesn't, who aren't. Who challenge him? I mean, he's he's been on Katie Turr's case forever. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Katie Turr of MSNBC. I mean, he was he was high fiving Newt Gingrich a week ago after Newt had a meltdown on Fox with Ma- Megyn Kelly. Yes. You know, yes, I'm like, that one. Really? <laughs> and and I mean, it's just I'm just like, I mean, I'm just I mean, I'm just mentally concussed. <laughs> you know, yes. all yes. of this. And, and, you know, to, to, to put it to the mix, there apparently is genuine concern that there might be somewhat of a civil war if, uh, if um, Trump doesn't Yes, but well, hello, he's been mobilizing KKK, white nationalists, nativists. I mean, I mean, they're losing. I mean, they're prepared. There's some of them. There's one Trump supporter who said straight up um, uh-huh. in not so subtle language that, you know, if if. If it comes to it, he'd be prepared to assassinate Hillary Clinton. I mean, that was the subtext of what you were uh, saying. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. So, I, I am, you know, and I mean, you know, I mean, he's just, all of them, he's so disgusting. I mean, like yesterday, yeah. apparently, there was some big scare at a Nevada rally where somebody held up a sign, Republicans against Trump. Somebody uh-huh. ball out, gun! And <laughs> them hustling off. Fine. Uh, the Africa, you can't take no chances. Yeah. But, I mean, there are a couple of things that kind of amuse me. Number one, I mean, Trump, I mean, is a darling of the NRA. Who yeah. Carried this, that, the that. irony. I, the <laughs> irony. Okay. That you are basically supporting the right of people to have gone whenever, however. Somebody ball out, gone and what? It was the first thing you do. You hit the ground. You know? Um, and then, and then, and then he, one of his Kill sons. Yes, and then one of his sons, yes, and then one of his sons was tweeting about how there was an assassination attempt, you know. And I'm like, oh, no, no, shame. There was no assassination attempt. You know, the Secret Service did their job. They hustled him up because, as I say, you can't take a chance. But when, yes. uh, but when, but they discovered basically that the guy, it was just somebody who who had raised the sign Republicans against Trump, and somebody else out of mischief said, "Gone." Yeah. Okay, just like somebody, if somebody in a in a in a movie theater says fire, where you going to? You're going to know, you're going to head for the the nearest exit, or you're going to make. Right, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. It it, it makes sense to um, you know, scramble and then there's no fire that to uh, live. Precisely, precisely, precisely. You know, but I tell you, boy, there's one person who I tell you really get on the skin, and it's somebody. I mean, it is Kelly and Conway man. When I talk about I mean, I've never seen somebody who can do vile with a smile. The way she can do. You know, or as one of my friends would refer to her, the pleasant prevaricator. Yes. You know, but she... So tell us, tell us, fire breather, are you one of those persons who is going to beat a hasty migration? If, Why? <laughs> if things don't turn out the way that... Because I've been hearing quite a few people... In the U.S. saying that, hey, listen, man, 
If Trump wins, I am out. I'm yeah. gone, gone from this place. I'm leaving. I'm heading to Canada. Yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if Canada can accommodate you all. You know. Well, well I mean, you know, boy. I, I, I have I have two earbuds, a comfortable. Uh, well, please, um, <laughs> well, please don't put them in storage quite yet. Eh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I may just, I may, I may need to pack up. You know, I may, need, I may, to, may, might need to pack up the car and drive up straight over. <laughs> you know, and, so and pack, when I get to, okay. and then get to, when I get to the border, I, I, I may have to go claim refugee refugee status. You That's know, what I should so. do. I should open a refugee center. Yes. I should open a refugee center. I think I'll make a nice little change, you know? No, you could, you know. You could, you could, you could, you could, you could. I mean, refugee the other thing to bear in mind, though, is, I mean, I'd also be curious to see what happens down ballot, because that is going to have a significant bearing. Um, because there is a chance um, right now that the Democrats could take back the Senate, um, depending on how certain critical races go in places like I think Nevada um, right, and right, so right. on and Florida um, so so to me let us say that you know the Democrats take back the Senate then I then that may that may provide you know somewhat of a check yeah on uh, on a Trump presidency if if however the Senate right. and the House of Representatives are all Republican then why I think why maybe I would have to start back because that time, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so, so definitely, that is a topic that we'll be having um, in the next week, people. Um, you know, come with me. The Yard Skeptics will be doing a post-election analysis. Yes. Uh, definitely next week, Sunday. So, so, yeah, so, man. So, 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 so Caribbean, Caribbean, Caribbean Americans, please stay tuned. We will certainly be inviting back, um, you know, some of the guests we had um, before, people like Gas De La Pena, um, yes. Ryan Jarrett, Shanika Harris, um, and others to come and share their their views. Um, right. One thing I must say that I'm happy to see is that um, that is very encouraging is that there's been a surge in uh, apparently in Latino voting in states like like Arizona, and indeed okay. in um, I think in Texas, um, and there's somewhere else that I'm missing. Um, I think even North Carolina is also seeing a surge. Um, wow. you know, so, so there might be hope. So yes, there is. I mean, there has <laughs> been a, yes. I mean, there's a, there has been a, a, somewhat of a diminution of early voting seen from African Americans, I think, in states like North Carolina, but not yeah. below 2004 levels. I mean, it's uh, okay. I mean, 2008 was exceptional, right? You know, because there was excitement over the possibility of a, of a black president. Yeah. Um, you know, so. But um, so it's not so it's not it's not low, but you know. All right, folks, we got to go to our first break. After which we'll we'll bring in our guest. I think um, Tony Lewis is also in studio too. Will be yes, joining us. So back right after this break. All right, thank you very much, Fabio. So much. So we're going to our first break right now, and we'll have two guests uh, right after we come back. This is Be the Man featuring Lady Star with Healing. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Classic one. Oh, yeah. The doctor and Lady Stein are combination. Oh, Lady Stein, you're right. Then you're right. You're right. You're right. Me man, no, y'all ask me what you're dealing. Oh, I'm dealing. 
keep telling them how you are be healing. I can't forget how you make me stretch to the ceiling. Oh, be the man, it is impossible. I can't stop walking with you. Man, can't you feel it? Oh, you walk me like a stallion. Ladies, And the good thing with this morning is that I think 
um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to hear from persons who have a very strong religious background. We have um, Christine Salt, who is a Jamaican, who I think is based in England right now. Is that, That's correct. Is that correct? London, England. She was London, born, England born there. Right She's a Jamaican. She's born. So Christine was born in England, <laughs> spent a lot of time in Jamaica. Ah, I see, I see, I see. That's very good. And I think she um, is trained as a chartered accountant. Yeah. She has a strong Christian background, and um, along with Christine Salt, we have Dr. Anthony Lewis, who is Dean of the Faculty of Education and Liberal Studies at the University of Technology in Jamaica, um, a colleague of mine, Kevin Dean, when I was a member of that uh, department, that, that, that yes. he lectured in as well. He has a strong Christian background as well, and we're going to hear from him. And Shanika Harris, our sexpert, is back from last week. Yes, sir. <laughs> he is in the house as well. So um, I'm going to start with the, 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 the two guests who have a strong religious background, starting with Christine first. Christine, tell us a little bit about yourself, your religious background, affiliation, your journey. Just a, just a short synopsis and um, some initial thoughts on what you think about the relationship between sex, religion, and intimacy. Go ahead, Christine. Good afternoon, everyone. Hilaire, you need to be a bit better with the English accent. I'm so disappointed. Okay, I was born in England, um, but I went to live in Jamaica at age nine. Mm-hmm. Went through high school, went through UE. I grew up in a very strong Christian home. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say, uh, I wouldn't call it fundamentalist, but very deep Christian ethics, strong Christian faith um, exhibited in my parents. And um, I took it for granted that God was real Mm -hmm. and that he existed for the majority of my early years. Um, But on leaving On leaving home, when I went to university, I rejected all of that. Mm. And I took my own path, Mm -hmm. which, um, well, for want of a better word, was anything but Christian. It's hedonistic, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anything but Christian. (laughs) And um, (laughs) Mm. that lasted many years. I even got to the stage where I would have called myself an atheist. Really? Okay. Yes. Oh, definitely. Um, and I left Jamaica when I was 25 and came to live in the UK. I'm now 53, so I've been here for the majority of my adult years. Yes. Yes. I think I can remember when it dawned on me that there must be a God or a supreme being. I remember mm. when the penny dropped. And mm. I wasn't happy. Yes. Because oh, no. I thought if there... I thought, oh no, exactly. If there is a God, what kind of God could this possibly be? Because the world is in such a mess. Oh. Right. And um, I had to mull over it. Oh. You could tell I was on a journey because whenever I went to the pub with my friends, the subject of religion came up. Yes. A couple of drinks and that was it. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> no, no, no. Well, could you, could yes, you elaborate on that was it? <laughs> so I went through a couple of years of Exploring. Yes. Right. Really seeking, searching, trying to form my own worldview. Yes. And already, I think I had a moral compass that was um, 
skewed towards whatever works for me and doesn't hurt anyone else. Reasonable one. It's okay. Yeah. That's reasonable. Um, which I eventually rejected because we don't know what's hurting other people and what's necessarily of course best do. for us. I don't feel yeah. so. Um, yeah. We can explore yeah. that one a little bit more. Yes. Right. But, so um, I was definitely searching for quite a while. And eventually, it dawned on me, um, after a while speaking to a few people, that the Christian faith was true. Mm-hmm. I had not really thought much about it, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know enough to be informed, because even though I grew up in a Christian home, I didn't, I've never read the Bible. Yes. Oh. Mm. So I didn't really know what so the Bible So glad they decorate Christian. So I haven't read the Bible Didn't really have an informed opinion Of what the Bible taught Um, And I did spend I spent the first three years of my Christian life Going through the Bible Mm. I got rid of my television Started looking at different teachings And I think during that period I Formed my worldview Was formed Mm -hmm. So um that really was my journey to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, obviously, growing up in Christian in in Jamaica, there is, uh, I would say, comparing the UK with Jamaica and what I now know as a Christian about sex and sexuality, mm-hmm. I think that we have in Jamaica uh, quite an unhealthy attitude as Christians. Um, unhealthy, obviously, not everyone. But I think generally, uh-huh. the view in some Christian circles is actually an unhealthy one towards sex. Ah, but I'm going to hear more about that. Yes. My view of sex is that God gave it to us as a gift. Uh-huh. And obviously, as a Christian, I believe that God created human beings. Mm-hmm. And when you really think about the anatomy, mm-hmm. he created men with, mm-hmm. for want of, well, Let's yes. let's just be frank here. With a penis, yes, and he go, right created women with a vagina, but stick and up in, also with stick up in, but stick up yes. in there, Christine. Stick up in. Yes. Um, to use your 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 language, God also created women with clitorises. I was just getting to that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I was just about to say, if you took the words out of my mouth, Hilaire. Oh, there. Mm. You know, I could say something naughty, but I won't. But go ahead. I know. You won't. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. I yeah. know. You won't just yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. And um, really, the only yeah. reason that the clitoris, that a woman has a clitoris, is for pleasure. Right. Right. There is no other use for it. Uh-huh. Now, in the Christian worldview and what I understand from reading the Bible and from what I would call correct teaching. Yes. Sex is something that has been that God has given us for the married couple, okay. male and female, to enjoy mm-hmm. for procreation, mm-hmm. for intimacy, for deeper intimacy with each other. Yes. And um really it should be something very healthy, natural mm-hmm. and enjoyable. But I think that what has happened is because we have been taught from childhood, Mm -hmm. certainly in Jamaica, that sex is something dirty, Mm -hmm. that we shouldn't be thinking about it, we shouldn't talk about it, the attitude that a lot of people have towards sex Mm -hmm. 
yes. is exactly that. Yes. So when you think about hearing that is dirty and that it's naughty right. all of your, your life, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, as a Christian, you get married, yes. how do you turn off that attitude and right. suddenly have a very healthy attitude towards it? I agree. Yes. Very Good question. Difficult. Good question. Good question. Yes. Very, it's a very difficult thing to do. And I know Karen, Dr. Karen Carpenter, touched on that last week. Yes. yes. Where she said that there seems to be a lot of, um, there seems to be guilt and a negative right. approach yes. towards yeah. sex within the Christian, within the Christian um, yes, community. Yes, but, but Christianity, broadly speaking, is a sex-negative ideology. Wouldn't you agree? No, I totally disagree with that. Okay, all right. Um, I totally disagree. I think but then that explain they, then why is it that Christians grow up with this notion of yes. sex as being somehow defiling, if, if indeed it does not have this sex negative and, and, and such immense guilt to recognize yes. themselves as a sexual being. Yes. Yeah, answer yes. that and then we're going to bring in Tony. That, I think, is a very incorrect and poor exegesis of Scripture. Okay. I think that has to do more with the teaching of the church mm-hmm. and also a lot of cult- of cultural issues. Right. I yeah. suspect that it was probably taught that way as a mm-hmm. deterrent mm-hmm. for young people not to engage in sex outside of marriage. Okay. Whereas really, young people should be taught Christians, if you are mm-hmm. embracing the Christian worldview, I think the correct teaching is that it is something natural, something uh-huh. good, something uh-huh. to look forward to, right. something to enjoy. And um, there but should only be when no you put repression. The ring on the finger. But only, only when, when you put, put the, the ring on the finger. Obviously, only when you put on the ring, the so, ring so, on the so finger. Let me ask a question. Before, before we bring it, Tony, because I really must ask you this. Exactly how do you drive a car if you haven't been taught? But <laughs> well, I think, well, I don't think so animals. Basically, have... what you're saying is that yes. I haven't been, I haven't driven a car for 17 years, 18, 20 years, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, now I go to the tax office and give me a license and say, "Here, go on, drive." Yes. <laughs> well, there is something. I I think there is a lot to be said about discovery between okay. two people. Intimacy oh, growing. You discover, you discover, I discover when I crash the car in the, in the, in the, in the supermarket shop. There's the, nothing the wrong. Well, when you say okay. crash the car, I need right. you to say a little bit more about that. All right, before Crashing we get to that, let me, let, me, let, me, let me bring in Tony Lewis now. Tony, are you there? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, here. You, you've, heard, you've heard the discussion. Um, I know that you, um, your background, your background, you are... Um, you have Catholic a, a background. background, a Catholic background. Yes. Um, and, and, and when it comes to guilt, the Catholics have quite a, a, a very almost lengthy a very monopoly. Mal- mal- <laughs> uh, mal- 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 oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> well, well, so go Tony. Go ahead. I must I... Tony. You're breaking up a bit. Hold on, hold on, Tony. You're breaking oh. up a bit. Can you hear me better now? A little bit better. A little bit better. Oh, wow. Tony is breaking up again. Yeah. Can you hear Yeah, you're still you breaking keep up. coming in and out. Look, um, I'm wondering if we might have to call him directly on his phone. All right. 
Because to tell you what, so Tony, send me your phone number on Facebook, and and we'll try to call it directly. Because this this method, we're not hearing you very clearly. You're breaking up and you're coming in and out. Are you a little better. Go on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yes, a little yes. better. All right. Um, I Tell me when I'm breaking up. Still breaking up. Uh, the... Still breaking up, yes. Still it's the internet connection. It's the internet connection. We'll just call it directly on your phone, if you don't mind. All right. If you have All a right. U.S. number, let us know. But if not, we're no, calling your Jamaica number. We call it Jamaica number. It's All right. So send me, send, send me right. your phone number now. And we'll send you a call. So just stand by. All right. Okay. No. Well, while we organize, Tony, um, Shanika, are you there? Yes. Yes, I'm here. <clears throat> What's now, up, as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a, what do you call it, a, a, an enthusiast, a sex enthusiast, as you describe yourself, um, you know, what are your, what are your, you know, how do you, how have you received, you know, the, 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 the I consider the well-considered views of Christine South? Um, I think that if God, in whatever sense you believe in him, um, mm-hmm. didn't want you to have sex before marriage, then he should have just given you the tools on your wedding night. Eh. Oh, so, so, <laughs> so, meaning so what? Meaning, meaning what? Yes. <laughs> that, that when you become married, you actually get the tools to, to, to engage yes. in sex? Yes. <laughs> so, if you have, okay, so he designed, he designed us in whatever image he wanted to create us. So he could have separated. We could have had a different tool that we use to, you know, do our business, pee and whatever, whatever else. And then on the wedding night, he gives us the tools that we need to have sex. But he he could have at least reserved or held on to the clitoris until until the the wedding night because there's no other use for it. It's purely (laughs) sexual. So if he didn't want us to have sex before marriage, then he would have just held on to those tools until the right. night that we got married. But he did He gave it to us to explore. Uh-huh. Mm, that, that, no that's quite an interesting perspective. No one buying a car that they, they haven't test-driven. And if you do, yes. you, you can't even write the Better Business Bureau about it because then it's your fault. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it, it's what we Jamaicans call puss in a bag. Right. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're, you're really not sure what you're getting yourself into, and you know, you, you, then you make this lifelong commitment. Um, and, and it's certainly one of the things that I've I've always wondered because let us say, for instance, um, you know, you're a Christian, you've never had sex before, you you want to save this until marriage, but you don't know that you actually have some kind of sexual problem. Whether it is psychological in nature, whether it is physiological, whatever, and um, how do you know this ahead of time? You know, uh, b- b- before you enter into this um, lifelong contract. Any thoughts on that, Christine? B- before we bring in Tony, oh, yes. to connect with definite, thoughts, definite thoughts on that one, Clive. Um, yes. What you you spoke about the psychological? How do you know that you? don't have any psychological problems, physical problems right. um, that would prevent you from enjoying a good sex life in marriage. Yes. I think um, a lot of Christians benefit from marriage counseling beforehand 
Going into marriage, it's important to be as emotionally healthy as possible. And as a Christian, our my worldview basically informs me that we work on our emotions. We work on being emotionally healthy, emotionally ready before going into marriage. Obviously, we will never be perfect. No one ever will be. But that's part of the preparation of going into a what should be a lifelong relationship, dealing yeah. with your issues, facing them, and actually having sex um, not in the picture prior to marriage helps mm. for those issues to be dealt with that will help you with to have a much healthier relationship as the marriage goes on. Because um, when sex is involved, you find that a lot of emphasis on the relationship can be on sex rather than on dealing with issues that could affect the relationship later on down the line. So a lot of that can be ironed out prior to marriage. And I would think that if there is something physically wrong, most people would probably know that because the average person does take medicals on a regular basis. So I don't really yeah, think well, well, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of different. It's, it's slightly different because um, when you do a regular medical, for instance, when you do your annual medical or your biannual medical, um, you know, let's just say that you have an issue. There's this condition, called, I think it's called vag- vaginismus. Vagina- uh, vaginismus? Yeah, Something I think that, that, that's the name, right? So if, if a woman has that condition, how would she know by, um, I guess you would probably find out during a gynecological uh, examination, but if if it's something which is more psychologically triggered, right? Just the just the idea of a penis trying to enter her, she probably would not know this until the, the wedding night. But this is what um the whole issue about being psychologically and emotionally prepared for marriage is all about, because yes. if you do not have a healthy attitude towards sex prior to getting married, right. there are bound to be issues that come up in the relationship, in right. the sexual relationship, once you're married. Um, what, about if, what about if it's something more mundane, like a mechanical problem? The man too big, the man too small. Well, yes. Um, how often, <laughs> now, let's put it this way. How often have you actually heard about that happening? I'm not saying a that man it too can't big. happen. Yeah. Uh, you have some man um, you have some man out there walk around with, with things long like all hope road in us. So you know, oh, when, gosh. when when this when this fear made it, never had sex before, um, you know, buck up on this beast in the bedroom. You know, uh, how does she deal with that? You know, is is it's really, you know, something <coughs> really serious. I think we have okay. Rowan back on the line right now. Okay. Well um, let, let so me we'll, interject. Just that quickly, Christine, and then we'll go to Rowan. Yes. We'll go to Tony Lewis. Since she's probably never seen anything else, she would think that's normal. So yeah. <laughs> that's what you would think. <laughs> she that's she what may you think. think that's normal. Yes. And um, it's something that they address together as a couple, anyhow. I I would right. say they would address it yes. together. They might need medical intervention. They might need counselling. But I don't. Uh-huh. I wouldn't think she it's might need a medical doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Christine, are you saying are are you saying there's no context under which a little show until before the marriage might be permissible? Well, 
Stand by, stand by, Tony. Stand by. We're hearing you, Tony. I, I just have one last question for Christy before we come to you. Christine, I was no asking. Problem, no problem. No, I don't to, think. Show and no, tell is not allowed. Well, it's not a matter yes. of being allowed. It is not advisable because then, as a Christian, you would be going against God's yes. best and what He has planned for you. Uh-huh. Wow. All right, I'm going to turn Hello. it over to Tony right now. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Tony Lewis, I think you managed to hear most of the discussion uh, just now. Could you tell us a little bit about your own background, your own religious background, and some of your thoughts? I've seen some of your thoughts on Facebook about sex and religion, but, but tell us right here on the Yard Skeptics Radio Hello. Show. Welcome. I think this is the first time you've been on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Tony, are you hearing me? Hello? Hi, Tony, are you there? Hello? Are you there? Can you hear yes. us? No problem, no problem. Okay, you, good. Go ahead. Right, so you should be listening to the Skype interface, Tony, not the radio. So, so if you have no the problem, show page no open, close the show page. Yes. Right, close yes. the show page, Tony. And listen, and listen via Skype only. You hearing us now, Tony? No problem, no problem. I, I think he's getting a delay. Okay, Tony? Tony? Yes. Close okay. the show page. Close, close no the, 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 the show problem. page. Don't, 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 don't look at the show page in your Just close it and listen via Skype. Hello? Yes, you hearing us now? Hello? Tony, are you hearing? Yes. Okay. No problem, no problem. Oh boy. All right. Just say day. just say the word. If you are hearing clearly, say Hello? the word Clive. No problem. No problem. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I, I think yeah. I think he's getting a delay. So, so he's he's listening. He's listening on the show page yeah. and not via Skype. Today, close the show page and listen via Skype. Lord of mercy. Hello? <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's some kind of delay. All, all right. You know what? Hillier, call him back. Hang up and call him back again. Hillier. Okay. I'll do that all now. Right. Okay. We'll all right. continue. Good. No problem. All right. So while Hillier um, started, so we just had some technical difficulties with Tony. Um, I'm going to go to another break right now, right? And I, I, I want to come back to that issue. That we left off just now with, with Christine. And I'm going to get Shanika's view on that as well. Because Shanika pretty much said, she's not buying a pussy in a bag. Fine. Um, you know, and, and I'm kind of of that view as well. You know, given that a, a marriage is a lifelong commitment. It's a, it's a contractual agreement. And, you know, given, given that the stakes are so high, I would think it would be beneficial for both parties to lay everything bare, bare as you dare, so that you know exactly what you're getting into, um, and you know that there aren't any surprises at the wedding night. So we're going to come right back to that issue after this next break here. Hopefully, Tony will be started out by that time. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Show. Keep the discussion going in the chat room. We'll be heading to your questions very soon. Uh, this is Bujabanta with Wannabe Love. Stay tuned. Bye. 
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clyde the Cool Dude Forrester. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hillier the Fire Breather Sobers. Today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we actually have a part two, continuing from last week, sex, religion, and intimacy. Quite an interesting discussion we have here on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Just before the break, um, I asked the question whether or not it should be permissible for... Um, you know, someone, you know, couples who are about to get married to kind of test the waters, to have a little show and tell before the, the, the marriage actually happens. I think we have Ron now who, who might be calling yes, in yes, by phone. So you hear us clearly, Ron? I'm hearing you clearly. Are you hearing me? As yes, we are hearing you clearly. We're hearing you clearly right now. Um, All right. I, no I, I'm not sure how much of the previous discussion you got, but Ron. Not um, very much. Okay, right. So I'm calling you, Rowan, but people know you as Tony Lewis on Facebook. Could you yes. introduce yourself to us properly? Um, tell us a little bit about your religious background and some of your thoughts on this issue of religion. All right, very sex quickly, I, because I want to get into the thoughts about uh, religion and, and sex, sexuality. Um, Rohan, Anthony, whichever, um, I, I go by both. Yes. I, my background, I speak of myself as culturally Catholic. I'm a secularist. I... Um, more aligned with the with um, what is called agnosticism, which hello. Yes. No, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep talking. We're right. hearing, we're more hearing. aligned with agnosticism, which is the the, the quest for oh. a kind of um, clarity in the definition of the the question of who is this thing in God. Yes. Who rejects them? The question that agnostics have for them is, what is the concept you either accept or reject? So okay. that is where I am in terms of, of religion. But um, beyond that, I'm a secularist, believing that all people have rights and mm-hmm. that yes. um, the, the, the state is not the domain of, of the religious authorities. And so mm-hmm. um, what I see happening in a country like the United States or even in Jamaica I find a little unacceptable. The, the, the state um, is for the protection of the rights of the citizens. And to the extent that Christians are citizens, to the extent that sinners are citizens, they all have the same rights. You keep your right. religion in your churches. Um, my sin or the sins of others um, that you don't like, to the extent that I'm not affecting you as a citizen, then my sins have no impact on you. So okay. those are my 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 my, my religious um, or whatever you want to call them spiritual beliefs. No. Yes. I want to go left field in relation to this sex and religion thing. Um, yes. Yes. You know, we we're talking you were talking about marriage a little bit of what I heard earlier, and you know, testing uh, the car, test driving the car, all of those kinds of things. Right. I want to take it <laughs> to the macro level. Yes. I want to take it outside of that to the macro level and, and talk okay. about. Uh, agricultural religion, because essentially the issue uh, that we are dealing with in relation to sex and Christianity, sex mm-hmm. and Judaism, sex and Islam, is that religion as mm-hmm. an agricultural construct. Yeah. Oh, agricultural. Um, yes. Yes. Agricultural. Are you saying that? Are you saying that 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 for sex we got too many holes? 
But why not go there with you? Continue to Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, I, I'm not a, an expert in religion, but okay. I have done quite a bit of reading um, mm. over the years, uh, as you know, the, the average person does in relation to religion. Yes. My own feeling from my, 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 my reading, from where I, I come from, is that when we started having these agricultural religions, you know, Cain and Abel story, the, the agriculturalist versus the pastoralist, the importance of the food cycle relating to planting, the harvest, yeah. the uh-huh. animal life cycle, when the animals would um, be able to, to mate and produce uh-huh. uh, offspring, and so on. All of these things became critical elements of yeah. the running of social groups called clans or tribes, and even why do we look at the, 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 the Jewish group, um, the, the nation, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The relationships then became a lot wider, and you mm-hmm. had to have some kind of ability to determine that you can trust the, the man next door who is yeah. not your father or your brother or your cousin, right. yeah? So you needed some higher authority, some, some God that is going mm-hmm. to give you the rules in relation to the management of your food. Keep mm-hmm. uh, out some of the, 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 the details. The, the, the marriage now. Land is critically important to ensure that you have the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So God is promising you a land. Mm-hmm. What, what do you need the land for? You need the land to plant. You need the land to raise your cattle and your mm-hmm. goats and your sheep. Mm-hmm. Yes. How are you going to know who to pass the land on to when you die? You have to know who the child is yes. that right. you are father of. Yes? Right. So you get into a relationship where you're tied on a woman mm-hmm. that you can determine that the children that she's bringing right. are your offspring. Right. You right. follow me? Yep. Right, but Tony, that is assuming, it. but that is assuming a kind of mononormative um, focus on reproduction, you know. Um, but but sex to me has other functions. No, well, I'm, I'm not saying that. At least for the purpose of transferring land, paternity needs to be. Yes, no, I accept that. I accept that. But I'm just kind of asking about the other dimensions, like like pleasure. You know, no, you don't get there as yet, you know. You don't get there as yet. Sorry, this is, sorry. All of this is evolutionary. You're not going to get there as yet. It's only until you get into a certain kind of um, Western society or outside of the West, mm-hmm. other societies that do not have um, this kind of agricultural God at its center that you yeah. get those kinds of questions being raised. Okay. If right. you're looking primarily within mm-hmm. the... The, well, I mean, the Fertile Crescent, looking at parts of, of Asia with right. some of their religions, you do get um, some variation of this model. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the other religions that are not within that paradigm typically do not have the same kinds of issues with sex. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you see? And then the, the, the Western paradigm, as it evolves, it begins to have a different perspective on sex only yes. within the last um, 100 years or so. Yes. So evolutionarily, you have to look at 
what has happened with, and particularly the Abrahamic religions, the, yes. which are the, 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 the key ones that we are aware of in terms mm-hmm. of how um, they work. Um, yes. So no, there's they, this thing between food and sex. And then the other um, part of it now is the, the symbolic nature of the species. The, yes. the, the human animal is a, the symbolic animal. So everything becomes a symbol for something else. Yes. The, right. the, the chief symbolic system we have is language. But yes. then everything else around us, the art and so on, from which you know, written language evolves, becomes a part of how the religion works. And the writing down of the thing and the, the, the creation of you know, the Eucharist, for instance, which is big in, in, in um, the Catholic Church and other, uh, other such churches, the Eucharist becomes a symbol of a symbol. So you have the, the, the animal sacrifice, which then is symbolized by uh, a vegetarian sacrifice. You know, the wine mm-hmm. and the and and the wheat pointing back to um, an earlier time when they would sacrifice the animals as well. And that, that again is part of the evolution. Mm-hmm. Now, right. in all of that, Hillier, you get um, some elements relating to pure, impure, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, where the seed should be spilled, where it should not be spilled, all of those kinds of things. Um, right. Interestingly, if you go back to the, 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 the Jewish story and you look at um, the, the Genesis um, stories, you know, the yeah. different stories in Genesis, the, the punishment for Adam and the punishment for Eve relates specifically to, 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 to some kind of sex or sexuality. Yeah. So yes. see, and food. So Adam, Adam is punished with working for his food. Mm-hmm. Eve is punished with labor in childbirth. Yeah. So you see an early connection there between the two, between the, the, the provision of food and the relationship with sex. You know, oh, and, is that, and, and, so and, wait, Tony, Tony, Tony not, to be, not to be flippant, but is that why in oral sex we talk about eating? <laughs> <laughs> there you have a... And I think I mentioned some time ago that quite a number of words which um, talk about female genital in, in Jamaica are kinds of food. You know, kinds so, of food, yeah, you know, uh, far fetched. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the, the pum pum yam, you know, yes. those kinds of things. Yes, you, you, yes. you do have that. Yes. Now, if you, if you move outside of the agricultural religions, you get a different set of relationships with, with sex. Uh-huh. You get a different set of, of gender norms uh-huh. um, being defined. So the, yes. the, the, the Amerindians, for instance, did not have the kind of dichotomous gender relationships uh-huh. that the Westerners had. Mm-hmm. Again, because Westerners are coming out of a procreational, in quotation marks, um, reproductive um, understanding of sex and sexuality. Again, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church is very um, much into that paradigm where you, you can't use contraception because sex is meant for reproduction. Whereas exactly. in another cultural paradigm, in uh, an American <coughs> cultural paradigm, gender yeah. is understood in a much broader sense than yes. in the Western uh, Judeo-Christian paradigm, yes. which itself has evolved beyond what the Catholic Church says. 
mm-hmm. yes. go into some of the, the um, West African, Southern African societies, you do see, and Central African societies, you do see all kinds of permutations of, of gender that were, that's pre-contact with the, with, with the Europeans. You do right. see all kinds of permutations of gender and, and, and sexuality, which were then imposed upon by yeah. the Europeans when they came, um, yeah. with their understanding of, 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 of male and female and how sexuality is to, is to play a role, and the only role being that of, of um, reproduction. Right. So right. I, in, in, in looking at the thing, I think we have to ensure that we, 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 we have that broad lens. What mm-hmm. historically has been the role of, of sex in defining religion? What has its mm-hmm. role been as a function of the food production um, mm-hmm. process? Mm-hmm. And why have we constructed our families in the way that uh, we, we have? Yeah. Yes. Again, once that changes, and you see that happening in Western societies um, right. towards the middle of the of the twentieth uh, century, once right. that begins to change, we have mm-hmm. a new paradigm for sex and sexuality, and okay. then you have the women's yeah. rights movement emerging from the the the, mm-hmm. um, the, the gay and lesbian rights movement mm-hmm. evolving, and then of course you have the backlash now coming from the evangelical churches. Right. Right. That because they are anti-secularist, they um, are dominionist in a sense that they, yes. they, 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 they talk a lot about God's law and mm. God's law determining what is supposed to be law in the nation. Yes. So mm. that's where I, I, I would like to um, take the discussion. Okay. And of course, uh, looking right. at symbolic so, communication and how that works. All right. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you very much for that um, that explanation. That that that, that quite um, you know extensive and and detailed and, and broad-reaching explanation, Doctor Lewis. I want to um, throw it back now to Christine. Basically, yeah, what yeah. I just said because so you know Tony is is talking about a kind of paradigm shift, which is I guess is in in, in some parts taking place very slowly as attitudes and um, ideas concerning sex start to evolve within Christianity. How would you characterize that today, Christine? Because you seem to be a, a, a very traditional Christian in your outlook. Um, no exploration before sex. Um, what are some of your thoughts, for instance, on different kinds of sexualities in Christianity? Can, can one be, you know, reasonably uh, remain a Christian and gay? For instance, what, what are some of your yeah. thoughts on that? Can one remain a Christian and be gay? Yes. Yes. Um, I would say, well, obviously, as I, I, I'm quite traditional in my views, and I do right. take my guidance from the Bible. And from what I understand of the Bible, yes. sex is supposed to only be between a man and a woman within the relationship of marriage. Right. Now, there are obviously people who are either born with mm-hmm. or experience same-sex attraction. Mm-hmm. Right. And that in itself becomes something that they have to grapple with because the Bible basically makes it clear that, you know, sex is between a man and a woman within marriage. There are also heterosexuals right. who, like myself, are single, and mm-hmm. our sex drive is still there. It doesn't go away. 
it doesn't go away. So, but because the Bible is very clear about it, mm-hmm. you can have same-sex attraction mm-hmm. and be a Christian. Now, where you go against what you believe in terms of what the Bible says and what we believe God has said mm-hmm. is when you act on it. So, for example, before I became well, so a Christian... So, what you're saying, yeah. what you're saying, Christine, is that it, if you have an appetite, that's okay. Yes. But if you go oh, and yes, eat, yes. that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, and I'll speak from my own personal experience. Okay. Before I became a Christian, I was sexually active. Mm-hmm. Didn't see any big deal. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. It was what we did. And um, right. coming back to this thing about puss in a bag, I felt yeah. exactly the same way you did. As a matter of fact, I right. can remember teasing friends who I knew were getting married as virgins and thinking, how on earth can you do that? Are you crazy? Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's exactly how I thought. Right. Um, but once I became a Christian and my mm-hmm. worldview changed and I mm-hmm. understood it in the broader context of mm-hmm. living out my faith and wanting God's best for mm-hmm. me, Mm-hmm. which ultimately became what I viewed as the best thing for me. I began to understand it more. I locked up <laughs> Exactly. Okay. But okay. it doesn't mean that the desire isn't there. And but I can remember... Stick up, one... stick up in. Stick up yes. in. I want to ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, something just, um, um, just, just came to me because you, 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 you provided a kind of construct, a kind of religious construct for, se- for sex. Um, and if I understand you correctly, you, you see it primarily in terms of in, in a kind of penile, vaginal way. Um, and I'm just inquiring. No, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. You said between man and a woman. Okay? You yes. said man oh, and a yes. woman. So what I'm saying yes. is that, so, so that to me would exclude, um, if, in other words, if you're defining it in, in heteronormative terms, that would exclude, quote unquote, sex between a man and a man and a woman and a woman. So I'm just exploring yes. with you what exactly is your definition of sex. My definition of sex yes. is, um, well, anything that is done with the sexual organs that we are given uh-huh. um, for pleasure, for right. procreation, whatever. But mm-hmm. there is a wide definition of sex. But right. that doesn't mean that as a Christian we are we are to explore all of it because so let me ask a question. Do... Just a quick question to oh, follow. Yeah. I'm sorry to bother you. We can do anything but... we want to do with our bodies. Right, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You say you say involves organs. No, there's some who argue that the that the that the that the great the the, the, the biggest sexual organ you have is is your brain. Secondly, yes. I'd ask you if your definition of sex would include practices of BDSM. Or, 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 you know, any other fetishes. For example, for example, somebody may get turned on by, I don't know, um, watching, watching, like men, I know for argument's sake, men, many mm-hmm. men get turned on by watching two women get it done. Yes. No, no, what I'm saying is that does that, do you include all of these, these, these practices? You know, these, these, these things which turn on, that serve to arouse as part of sex, or do you confine it simply to penis going into vagina? I confine it to anything that a male and a female yes. 
decide to do within the confines of marriage that is acceptable and agreeable to both of them. So hold on a minute then, Christine. Are you telling, <laughs> Christine, are you telling me that, that let us say, if, if let us say, a, 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 a woman, a woman uses a strap-on and another woman, or a man rogers a man, that, that you don't consider that to be within the realm of sex? It is within the realm of sex, but it is not within the realm of the Christian view of sex. Right. As, as, as one, as one, as one person in the chat room said, as one person in the chat room said, it is not holy sex. Mm. Christine, <laughs> I have a yes. question. Yes, Shanika, yes. go ahead. Um, what, what, if it's, what if it's a man and a woman, but the woman uses a strap-on on the man? Is that within the realm, their husband and wife, is that within the realm of Christian sex? Yes. My view on what a man and a woman do within the bedroom is if it is mutually agreeable to both of them, I wouldn't be the one to say, well, you mustn't do this or you mustn't do that or the other. If it is mutually agreeable to both of them, leave them them up to it because at the end of the day... You're good at butt-fucking then. Well, I wouldn't no, I wouldn't say that. I, as I've said, I have broadened it right. to say oh, that right. if it is mutually agreeable to both right. of them, right. they can get on with whatever they feel like doing. Right. Um, what I would so you know, question, marital marital anal sex is good. Whether it be I have not said man. that either. My huh? personal uh-uh. view. Uh-uh. But, 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 I'll, I'll give you my my personal view on it is yes. that. I don't understand why they would want to, but that that's is not my your business. No, 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 no. <laughs> but but that, that's neither here nor there. Right. Whether exactly. or not you understand why people yes. find it pleasurable. Exactly. That's why I said if, that if, is my if personal. A married man, if a married I don't man know why they would, I don't know why they would want to, but if a married couple well, wants to, I can to tell you why. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? What? Yeah. Because the anus is an erogenous zone. If you look at the physiology of a human being. Um, uh-huh. there, there are a number of there are number of nerve endings uh, um, around the anus, which uh-huh. are which 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 when stimulated when touched, um, create pleasure. It's, it's really that yeah. simple. Um, but some so, so, so people just, describe it as a different world of pleasure. Precisely. <laughs> now there are two questions I want to put to you, Christine. Um, yes. Coming from the chat room, two questions. One is coming from Marie Ireland. And she asked, can a single Christian masturbate and still live by the principles of the religion? And then Alison Irvin Sobers asked, is there a Christian view of sex? I mean, we are discussing this as if there is such a thing. So let's go with the masturbation question first. Okay, the masturbation question. Yes. I wouldn't say that... I, I've never seen anything to suggest that it is wrong or not permitted in the Bible. Right. But onanism, okay. man. You don't know, remember onanism. Onanism. Let me finish. Let me, okay. let me Wait, finish. Christine. But my personal view is that when you masturbate, yes. chances it is very difficult to do it without images forming in your mind. <laughs> and if okay. images are forming in your mind, right. that means that obviously, as Christians, we, we, we call it lust. Whatever yeah. you want to call it, whatever you want to view it as. And something wrong with that? But we look at it as lust, and the Bible says that we shouldn't lust. Oh, oh. Christine, Christine, in the same yes. sense, 
You said oh, that if a, if a man has these sexual thoughts about another man, it's fine as long as he doesn't pursue it. But isn't mm. that lust? Isn't the well, thought just as bad as the action? Well, we will always have the thoughts. But as a Christian, I, I will always have thoughts. But right. what but I try to appetite do... Between appetite and eating, this is what Shanika I think is saying. That, yeah. okay. that masturbation... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Christine. There is a big difference between we are all human beings. We are all created with a sexual desire. Well, the majority of us that are are healthy, right? Right. With a sexual desire. Right. However, just because we have the desire doesn't mean we must act on it. And just because we have the thoughts doesn't mean that the thoughts are something that we need to be encouraging. For me, as a single Christian, right. who is not, you know, obviously, I'm, as, as I've said already, I'm not engaging in sex. I do get thoughts about sex. Okay. But, I, so well, you're over there burning up. I'd like to come in here. Well, well, no, hold on. We're just going to take a quick break. We're going to take a break. break and no problem. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right after the break, we're going to bring in Dr. Carpenter as well, who has been on hold. She's been listening to the discussion thus far. She oh, was wow. here with us last time. We're going to bring in Dr. Carpenter as well. It's a spice. A something like it. Kodonga na wine na bubblan, pati chado sa jumpli sa chublan. Miya na mando sa kupla na kodi boom, pati body and me we bossik la ka bubblan. You know what me pum pum, pati body miya wine na boom 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 pako boom boom. Ab me bossik do sa jump na boom 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 boom. Wine pati body and nasi don pati beat, pum pum so tight so mama na fit Phone take a picture, yeah, yeah that's your bit Wait, tell them, yell them, why yeah, them cable come Yeah, boom it and I catch it on the beat Me does a drop it, home me throw it and I flap it And the gong like me, I'm happy Oh, me talk it and I pop it and I whine it and I lap it Take a picture, you can slap it, Facebook it, both crap it and... Yes, I for me like it Bring your body, come and make me ride it Ride it like a bike it Come up and I sit down and I whine it Yes, I for me like it Bring your body, come and make me Me a bossa wine, two legs together, two a we a combine. He wrote me grind, been me back broke me spine. Can no girl can do them a wine when me design. She know me pum pum, pon the body me a wine and a boom 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 pako boom boom. Ask me back she does a jump and a boom 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 boom. Wine pon the body and a sit down pon the beat. Pum pum so tight so my man don't fit it. Phone take a picture, yeah, that's your bit Wait, tell them, yell them, why, yeah, them cable Come, yeah, boom it and I catch it on the beat Me does a drop it, oh, me twerk it and I flap it On the gong like me, I mop it, oh, me tuck it And I pop it and I whine it and I lap it Take a picture, you fit, slap it, face, book it But crap it and Yes, I for me like it Bring your body, come and make me ride it Welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show My goodness, I hope that song by Spice hasn't defiled our, our holy guest, Christine, <laughs> and others are listening as well. I, I hope that doesn't put any thoughts into their heads. 
My goodness, what a show we're having here on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, Sex, Religion, and Intimacy Part 2, here on the home of the Acre of Rationality and the Saltish of Skepticism. Before we go back to Christine, Shanika, and Tony, we have Dr. Karen Carpenter, who has been on hold, who did um, get a chance to listen to the previous section um, just now. Dr. Carpenter, what are we yes, hearing sir. from Christine here? Because, my goodness, it, it seems as if every road, every turn there's a roadblock for somebody who wants to be a Christian. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't touch here. You can't touch there. You can't think this. You can't think that. I like this, but the Bible says no. It, it, what is going on? Oh, my goodness. Dr. Carpenter, please tell us <laughs> if, if this is something healthy. <laughs> I'm concerned well, for my Christian brothers and sisters out there. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you and um, hello to your panelists. Welcome, Karen. Hi, hi. Um, I've been listening and I've been listening with interest and uh, I should say forbearance because until we have information, we have to act on the information that we do have. Right. So let's talk about the issue of the Bible. You know, I try to yeah. avoid these conversations, but I'm going to go there today. Right. Man and wife in marriage, yes? We want to say that the type of sex that the Bible approves is man and wife in marriage. First of all, there's very little in any section of the Christian Bible that is not contradicted by another section of the Christian Bible. And sometimes, <laughs> just a few passages below, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even need to go to another book. Right. So ooh, I'm just going to give you a few passages that refute the notion of man and wife in marriage having sex being the Christian uh, version. If, yes. it is, if it is the Christian version, then Christians have to give themselves a duty to remove mm-hmm. the Old Testament and mm-hmm. any portions of the supposed New Testament, because it's not all new, actually, right. because some of it is from the Dead Sea Scrolls, from the Essenes. So mm-hmm. about five books in there are the new books written for your Christ. But Let's mm-hmm. go back to the ones that include persons other than the wife. First yes. Kings 11, to 11 mm-hmm. verse 3, Judges 8, verses mm-hmm. 30 to 31. Mm-hmm. Second Samuel, verse 5 to 13. Yes. Second Samuel 19, verse 5. Mm-hmm. Second Chronicles um, 11, verse 21. Yes. Daniel 5, verses 2 to 3. All of those speak about relationships with uh, sexual relationships with someone other than a wife, and they're all sanctified relationships. Mm-hmm. They right. include concubines. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. They include concubines. They include wives. And yes. in fact, they're not really centered on sex because the Bible speaks very little about sex. There are about mm-hmm. eight passages that directly address sex. And mm-hmm. of course, the Song of Solomon, which oh, is yeah. not right. That's what I was written going to about that. sex. I am black, but comely. It's actually, it's actually not a book written <laughs> about sex. Yeah. If you think of it, the Song of Solomon is like a, an album. What today would be an album, like yeah. right. <laughs> which is celebrating. Psalms are songs, so yeah. they're not actually teaching books. The psalmists are people who sing, like the griot. They yeah. sing about what's happening in the society, right. and so it's a series of beautiful songs celebrating sexual passion between a man and a woman. And right. yes, lust is also in the Bible. Right. It's there in Solomon, and it's there in various parts of the Bible, including right. David lusting after Bathsheba, etc., etc. 
Right. Homosexuality. I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay. Homosexuality. I'm making you. I'm just gonna go through and and give you what I have here. Homosexuality mentioned in Genesis 19, Sodom and Gomorrah, which we refer to um, quite heavily Mm -hmm. as an anti-homosexual passage. It's actually not about homosexuality. It's not. It's not. It's It's about the threat of rape. Yes. Yes. It's about the threat of rape of the two male messengers or angels, and the word means both messenger and angel. Angel equals messenger in the mm-hmm. old language. So yes. first angel with wings, just as it wasn't an angel with wings that came to Mary. Uh, moving right along. Yes. So Genesis 19, Solomon and Gomorrah refers to the act of hospitality that mm-hmm. should have been offered and the threat of rape. Mm-hmm. It further says that the reason that the angels were sent to Solomon and Gomorrah were because of the arrogance of the people. The people were arrogant, overfed, unconcerned with others, and did not help the poor. And these mm-hmm. were right. the sins that they were being um, chastised for. In yeah. Leviticus, where it says... Yes, and in Leviticus, where it says that homosexuality is um, condemned, and it is the only passage that actually condemns it on the mm-hmm. pain of death, penalty yes. of death, it also condemns the eating of shellfish. Yes. So should you be homosexual, eat shellfish, and engage in acts of same-sex um, coitus, oh, yeah, then you're doubly condemned. Yeah. So oh, yeah. there's a whole lot of dietary and other laws that relate to Jews and Jewish practice that right. are in there. You could be in one of them at that time. Homosexuality happened to be one of many. Yeah. So lots of Christians are doing the very thing that Leviticus condemns. Yeah. No. They will say to you that Christ has come to abolish the law. Mm-hmm. But he's also come to fulfill the law. Matthew and Romans contradict why Christ has come. Mm-hmm. So Christians need to reconcile their knowledge of the Bible with their liberty, as the rest of the man says. And mm-hmm. that's challenging. Yes. I will pause. Okay. Okay. Oh. Can oh, I just address them? Christine. Yep, let me address them. I'll mm-hmm. start off with the... um. The first patches, passages that yes. that were quoted, yeah, um, yeah. where, let's see, I didn't write them all down, but um, they basically, you said that they were sanctified relationships, the relationships right. with yes. the concubines, the relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I totally disagree with that. Sanctified. Right. Okay, what I understand by the term sanctified is that yes. God actually blessed those relationships and saw them as right and in his eyes. Absolutely. Now, he, when you think about the book of... a second. So, Christy, God can I just finish and bless, bless the deity? No. And basically, with all of these... Let me, let me finish, please. Let, let her finish. Let her finish. Address these. Um, when you look at... Every single one of these relationships that was mentioned, uh, there's quite a bit of concubines, other wives, second wives within the Old Testament. Not one of those relationships worked. If you look at Solomon, for example, if you look at Solomon from the Bible, if you look in the Bible, it said Solomon had many wives and they turned him away from God. If you look at relationships like... um. Hagar being the concubine. Yeah, but that's immaterial of, to the point that was raised by Karen, though. 
Well, no, because Karen specifically stated that these were sanctified relationships. And, okay. May I and I do not believe they are. May they I were historical relationships. May I respond to that? Let me finish because um, I need to go through the rest. But, right. Once um, you finish, Christine, we'll bring back Karen yes. and then and then we'll bring yes. it, Tony. Yes, because I definitely do not think they were sanctified. They, mm-hmm. The Old Testament is partly, is a lot of it is history. Now, uh-huh. God didn't, the Old Testament isn't written in such a way that the bad is left out and only the good is in there. It's uh-huh. a historical account of a people. Mm-hmm. These people had wives, they had concubines, they had a way of life, and it was that way of life that God tried to take away from them, and which is why he created the Lord in the first place. Very few of the relationships where there were more than one wife or where there were concubines were. As a matter of fact, they all led, led to problems. If you think about Hagar and Abraham, we're still Hagar, Hagar and Abraham, we're still paying the penalty for it because as a result of Hagar, Ishmael was born, and there were the problems between Ishmael and Isaac, and the separation between two, two sets of people, the Arabs and the Jews. We're paying the price for it right now with the whole Islam-Christian um, problems, issues. If you think about Jacob and Rebecca, there were issues there as well. There was a lot of jealousy between the two wives. There was um, Leah and there was Rachel. There were issues between those wives because one couldn't have children, the other could. So not one of those relationships within the Old Testament where there were multiple partners worked and they weren't sanctified by God. Mm. So you're the marital problems are a result of that. Yeah. All right. First of all, First of all, um, if we're saying that the relationships that obtained were purely historical and were not sanctified by God, then we really ought, if we are Christians, to remove those books, remove the Pentateuch from what is yes. considered the, the Christian Bible. Because Why? Chris, because if it is purely historical and it's not your history, remove it. Because in, in as far as Jews are concerned, their books are as holy as anybody else's. And if Christians are using the Jewish text to ratify what they do, then I encourage us to understand how they're interpreted in Judaism rather than reinterpret someone else's text. All uh, of those relationships are considered holy, point. sanctified, and very much above board, even to the extent that some of them are still practiced today. I've written mm-hmm. extensively yeah. on the uh, against, uh, the concubine or the, in this case, uh, the elevated concubine. We would call her a mistress today. The Pilagesh yeah. is very much a part of Jewish life. Mm-hmm. Now, are we saying that Christians perhaps have found the Holy Grail and therefore um, whatever came before it was not holy, not sanctified because they didn't sanctify it? I want mm-hmm. to remind us that um, Yeshua was a Jew. He was not oh, trying yes, to form yes, a yes. new sect yes. called Christianity. He was not trying to form a new religion. Mm-hmm. He was being a Jew. Yes. And Jews are yes. allowed to yes. disagree with each other. Jews mm-hmm. look to argumentation mm-hmm. for how they come about um, their decisions as their personal relationships. 
it is not it's not a, a, a face of dogma, it's a face of deeds. And that yes. I think is a big departure from what is modern day Christianity. And the notion well, well, of well, one husband, one wife. Mm-hmm. Right. Hi, Ron, Evangelical Christianity. Not <laughs> Evangelical yes. Christianity. Okay, yes. that's a big yes. distinction. Yes. Evangelical Christianity. Yes. 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 Quite true. Quite right. true. Right. Okay, true. so um, can, can I respond to that? Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Right. Okay. Right. So, I'd like to intervene. I have been holding for a little while. All right. Oh, All right. Go for Tony and then. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Tony. Yes. I, I think the clarification that Karen has provided is critically important. Mm-hmm. You see, again, if we go back to the economics of the pairing, the fact yes. that you needed children out of mm-hmm. a union, in many mm-hmm. instances, the concubine replaced the wife when the wife could not bear children. Mm-hmm. In instances such as, um, you know, the, if you go back to the, oh, the, the case of Onan, it's mm-hmm. about ensuring that you had that capacity to have an heir to right. take care of the land. Right. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. It was an instance, in, um, many, many times it was about not being able to, to afford the, the bride price yes. that, that came from um, formal unions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were all kinds of social and cultural reasons why there were concubines and why there were, there, there were sanctions. So yeah. for us to impose upon that context mm-hmm. an evangelical 20th, 21st century understanding on what God, in quotation marks, intended yes. is disingenuous. Mm-hmm. The it's fact is that these are economic relationships. These yes. are relationships about the production of food, for mm-hmm. a group of people. Mm-hmm. How do we have sex to ensure we have the people to provide the food, to do yeah. the work? And, and so I when think we there know, is a no and, and, and again, because the symbolic nature of the human animal, we have mm-hmm. pulled all of that out from its context, and mm-hmm. we have created this narrative about God's plan for man and woman in, mm-hmm. in marital unity. No, yes. there were clear economic reasons that people were pairing up or having yes. multiple partners. Yes. Very clear. Yeah. And I think we have to be careful not in all of us thinking. It's one of the eleven cognitive errors. Mm-hmm. When we're doing all or nothing thinking, we say none of those relationships work. Mm-hmm. All of those yeah. relationships were bad. And here's the reason why. Let me show you three where they were bad. And in fact, even the one with Rachel and um Leah. Rachel and Leah, it's not about jealousies. Um, of that kind, it was about a bride switch, it's what we call a bed switch in sex studies. Mm-hmm. You yeah. remember he was betrothed to one and had to end up with the other. So there yeah. were already difficulties there, and that's about trickery and yeah. why trickery mm-hmm. isn't good. But we, if we're trying to base modern day romantic love mm-hmm. on, and romantic marriage, which is a new enterprise we're trying to enter into. Right. Um, yeah. An economic situation, as Tony quite rightly says, and a historical situation. And the Jews don't see their history as any less holy than they see what's happening today. They, they don't right. have two compartments called holy and unholy Jews. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if I'm doing this, I'm holy. That's called piety. And piety yeah. is, is deliberate act yeah. to show how holy you are. Holiness is an internal thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Christine, yes. you wanted to, to respond. Oh, yes, definitely. Go ahead. 
a quick one to do with Rachel and Leah. I was really speaking about the um, incident where Leah was able to bear children and Rachel wasn't. And so wouldn't Rachel, that be a natural jealousy? Wouldn't that be a so natural yes. out? That has but, nothing to but, do with them being multiple wives. Well, if my next door neighbor, like, if my next door neighbor can have children and I can't have children, I may well feel jealousy for my next door neighbor. Yes, but it's one hundred percent. Hold on, hold on. Hello, Christine, to finish. Yes. So if there's one husband and there are two wives and one can bear children and one, one can't, that automatically creates tension within the marriage relationship with the three, I would say. And yeah. um, the other thing was when we're talking about the Bible and it being a history book, I believe that we learn both what not to do and what is not good, what didn't work, as well as what works and what is profitable for us to take from it. So obviously not everything, I, obviously you have read the Bible. We've, we've oh, looked through the Bible. Very and, there are, and there are, <laughs> there are so many things in the Bible, so many lives in the Bible that we would definitely not want to emulate. Okay. It's yes. written there so that we know that these mm. things are not good. Okay, you know, right, we would so not want to. We wouldn't to be, want to be oh, like the Canaanites sacrificing children. We wouldn't want to be doing. There are a million and one things yeah. in the Bible that are there for us to not do. How about so Moses? Cherish. How about Moses? How about Moses? How about Moses? Moses, Moses, and the Midianites. Yes. Um, you know, and sex slavery. Yeah. Moses and the Midianites. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, can you repeat go, go. that one? All right. so I tell you what, I'm gonna I'll, I'll repeat that question when we come back from our next <laughs> right break. Okay. Right okay. after the okay. break, I'm going to ask yes. you about yes. Moses yes. and the Midianites and right. his and his foray into sex slavery. Okay. All right. Good. So we're going <laughs> going to what might be um, our final break before the end of the show. Persons who are in the chat room who'd like to call in, please do so. We want to hear from Shanika after the break as well. I think Shanika yes. is the only person on the panel, maybe like myself, who is just so you know <laughs> fitting with this all this Bible talk as 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 if you know the Bible should be any kind of guide as to how we order our lives. Sexually and so on. We want to hear from Shanika after the break as well. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. This is Marvin Gaye with Sexual Healing. See you in a few minutes.
Good afternoon and welcome back to Yard Skeptics Radio Show. This is Clive the Cool Dude Forrester. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Ilya the Fire Breather Sobel. What an interesting show we've been Very having this morning. Good. Part two to our sex, religion and intimacy discussion that we started last week. And, you know, we, we've been having quite a lengthy discussion on the, the passages from the Bible, you know, biblical history and the kinds of, I guess, prohibitions our limitations which, which exist on sexual expression, um, you know, as represented in the Bible. And Shanika has been listening in and just patiently um, absorbing all of this Bible talk. Shanika, what do, you, what do you think about all of these restrictions which exist in especially Christianity, right? As someone who is not a Christian and as someone who is, you know, quite, you know, a free and expressive in sexuality. Any thoughts on, on you know, the struggles some of these Christians are going through, Shanika? Um, you know what? Honestly, I don't think Christians are going through any struggles because all of the Christians I know, they are, as opposed to what Christine might think and what Christine's ideals are, they're yes. either doing a lot of sexting mm-hmm. or they're having <laughs> a lot of sex uh, before marriage or right. they're doing a lot of cheating after mm-hmm. they become married. So oh. I don't I don't think they they're they're having an issue at all. Um, right. Christ, Christ, Christians, as as far as in my experience, Christian men are very very sexual, yeah. and uh-huh. they might not express that sexuality to their wife, um, mm-hmm. or they might not explore or want to experience certain things within the marriage. But mm-hmm. believe me, they're very sexual. Yes, so, yes. 
um, all these restrictions, they might be, they might ideally be what Christians are supposed to be restricted to, but uh-huh. they they definitely are not what these the rules that these normal everyday Christians live by. Right. Oh my and, goodness. And, yeah. and with the whole thing about the two, the man, I don't even know who it is because I completely zoned out. But the one who had two wives. And one was able to get pregnant, and one was not yes. able to get pregnant. You know how Rachel you see that problem, right? It should be one wife and two husbands, because then if she get pregnant, none of them would have to be jealous, because they wouldn't know who the father is. So yes, they could that's just what both own the child. <laughs> that's what so, it's called partable paternity. <laughs> right, exactly. There would be no jealousy. There would both be completely fine in the situation. So yeah, that, that's yeah. the that's solution to that yeah. problem. And, 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 and that's the case in many... Um, <laughs> there are many, a number of societies that practice right, um, filial, in America yes, and Asia. Filial um, polyandry. Filial yes. polyandry. Wow. When wow, we're wow, brothers, wow, wow. in fact, have the same wife. Three, four brothers have the same wife. And again, yes. as Tony said, it points to an agricultural um, economics the land is scarce, and rather than uh-huh. the land is a tiny, tiny pocket, all the men get married to one woman. Right. Wow. And there are many forms of that across the world. Monogamy yes. is actually practiced by a minority of people across the globe. Mm-hmm. And it's yes, clearly so practiced badly because monogamy ends in both cheating and uh, divorce, and divorce. etc. Et right. So right. I'm, right. I'm right. curious right. to... The examples that say within the Christian Bible that um, multiple partnerships don't work because they seem to have worked and perjured up to the present day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. 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 Any thoughts, yes. Christine? I mean, is is there is there any hope for you know true well, sexual freedom for 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 Christians? Given all of these restrictions that we're hearing about, um, given the kind of prohibition. And, and given some of the contradictions apparently in the Bible. I think we need to continue this because there isn't enough time to go through these supposed contradictions. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of it stems from how we view the Bible as a whole. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of examples that we could look at and say, well, mm-hmm. actually, you might think this is a contradiction, but it's not. But I think mm-hmm. we would need to go, we would need to spend a lot more time on that. To go you into want us to do a show on that, Christine? What you oh, oh, I, I, I actually, I wouldn't mind it. Okay. Um, but can't I think we can't contradiction. Yeah. But, but we've got to be very careful because there are so, it's such a wide topic. It is such yeah. a wide topic. And what I'm noticing is that a lot of examples are being cherry-picked rather than looking at it as a whole. But there is no hole, Christine. There is no hole. The fallacy that... No, I'm sorry. The fallacy that is no hole. That's your opinion. It's not an opinion, my dear. If I had an opinion, I would share that privately. We're in a public space. I don't share my private opinions in public spaces. I share informed, research-based opinions in public spaces. So it is not a unified whole. It is not a single book of any kind. It is well, obviously, fact, it's 66 books that was written over many, many years. Thousands of years. Well, well, thousands of years. Well, well, yes, years. No, 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 no,
One at a time. No, 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 no. One at a time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold your horses. One at a time. Okay. Here's how we're going to do it. Christine, yes. finish your point, then yes. Karen, then Tony. Christine, well, actually, I right, Tony no go ahead of me. I, I, I yes. said something that I'm sure Tony can have his own All right. um, So Christine, okay. then, then Christine, then Tony, then Karen. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, Christine. Finish your point. Okay. Um, as I said, I think we need to do the Bible separately because it's way too big for this short period in time. Um, I slightly lost track. I was making notes. Um, I think probably what I'm talking about sex. Yes, I know. <laughs> we we went so off topic talking about the Bible and how many books and this and that. All right, okay. All right. So let's, All right. let's, let's get back, back to sex. Let's we'll get, get back right there. back to sex. Right back to sex. Woo! And I'll comment on something that Shanika said. Well, and yeah. I agree with her that there are many Christians who are not necessarily following what the Bible would suggest. There we go again. The way. Yes? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's a fact. We know that. I'm not pretending that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't even try to because I mean, I'd be silly to, mm-hmm. to say that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that the Bible doesn't say that this is what God's best for us is within the confines of marriage. Right. It's it's what it says. I'm not right. going to. I can't say it doesn't say that. It is what right. it says. Right. And um, as a Christian, I have chosen mm-hmm. that that is the path that I want to take. And oddly enough, I am actually much more fulfilled as a person since I've been a Christian than I was in the first 36 years of my life. Is there a pun there? Uh, is there a pun there? You said fulfilled. Is that fun? <laughs> it's Freudian. Even without, Freudian. even without sex, even without yeah. sex. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I, oh and my goodness. Honest truth is, I'm being honest here. Yeah. When yeah. I first became a Christian, one yeah. of my biggest issues was, but what about sex? Yeah. Because the first thing I thought was, oh no, that means I'm going to have to give up sex. What yeah. happens then? But there yeah. is so much more to live in the Christian life yeah. than just thinking about sex and having sexual gratification. It is such a much wider journey, longer right. journey, a, a self-discovery journey that, quite honestly, I have absolutely no regrets about, and I feel very fulfilled in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel restricted, as a matter <clears throat> of fact. Part of my, um, my testimony, as you know, we Christians give our testimony. Mm-hmm. Part of my testimony mm-hmm. as a Christian that that it was the first time in my life that I Mm. actually felt true freedom because I felt I was free to be me. (laughs) (laughs) I know you find it funny. Believe me, I was one of the last people that anyone expected to become a Christian, especially at age 36. Okay. All right. I want to bring Uh, Tony back in and then Karen. And and then after that, after that, we're getting calls from our chat room to go back to sex. Um, okay. Christina so says I'm going to go talk back about to sex. BJ's salad tossing, multiple orgasms and cunnilingus. Oh my so God. we oh need to hustle. <laughs> um, right. So I'm, I'm going to come back to sex. So I'm going to come back to sex, but I need to, to say a few things about the Bible as well. Yes. I mean, I, I, I understand the point 
that she has just made. And and it's fine. It's fine if that is more fulfilling for her. Yes. And within her current life condition, yes. she feels that that's her calling. Yes. More power to her. You yes. understand me? There's no reason that anybody should wish to deny her mm-hmm. her fulfillment, her sense of satisfaction in yes. being celibate because of what she thinks the Bible says. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing. The mm-hmm. other thing, however, is that the, 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 the problem with some Christians is that they go a little further than that. Yes. And they wish to impose upon others their yes. own understanding of this text. And then those of us who come to it from a different perspective, who understand it differently, then get shunted aside. And we are told that what we say right. does not have value. The fact yes. is that, and, 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 and this is coming from my background as, as a translation specialist, Right. This text that you're talking about is not a simple text to interpret. Right. This collection of texts right. is a collection that has gone through uh, translations, redacting, um, rewriting, yes. Yes. Um, for oh, yes. 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 all <laughs> manner right. of, of, mm. of the patchwork of, of, of compilation strategies that mm. we have used to end up with a number of texts. Now, what we have uh, as the canon in, yeah. the, in the Protestant church is not the canon in many other churches. So we yeah. talk about the Bible in quotation marks. Let us be clear. It is the Bible for the evangelical Christians or Protestants. Yeah. There are other Bibles for other Christians, many of them older than the Protestant church. Right? Yeah. So the six books that, 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 that she references, that is for the Protestants. If you go to the, the various Orthodox churches, they have multiple texts that mm-hmm. they have included in their canon. The Ethiopians yes. have a different canon. The, mm-hmm. the Syriacs have a different canon. The, the, the yes. Roman Catholics have a different canon. So let us mm-hmm. be careful about, and, and the fact is that they predated the Protestants. Right. So to determine now which books you're going to be using and referencing as right. part of this canon, that is very careful. Yeah? Right. And you get to know into who gets the list be called Christian. And okay. that's another discussion that only Christians can have. Right. So, okay. <laughs> well, so, so, so no, back to the, the secularist perspective that you simply have to allow people the right to express themselves sexually as they would like. Right. Yes. You have your own feeling. You have your right to that feeling based on how you interpret your text. Right. It's not your right to impose that on somebody else. It's yes, not your right, right to even interpret. To, to impose your interpretation, as Karen yes. has pointed out. Because right. there are yeah. multiple ways of interpreting the very same text. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to bring in Karen, and then we'll, go ba- then we'll have to go back then to we'll DJs sure. and salad talking. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I concur with what Tony says. I won't repeat what he said because it, it's to the point. Right. Um, I have a challenge, however, whether the ability or the opportunity to agree to disagree, we really right. must take that opportunity. Yes. Just because something doesn't agree with what I say doesn't mean it's an opinion right. as opposed to informed research. Mm-hmm. Right. I, would, I would encourage all of us, myself included, to research as much as possible, to learn as much as possible when we are, in fact, giving an informed opinion about something. So that's something I take on very seriously myself. Right. Um, yeah. Let's talk about multiple orgasms, moving right along. 
In lay terms, we tend to think of multiple orgasms as what sex therapists describe as serial orgasms. Yes. It's an orgasm, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. That's yes. actually a serial orgasm. Yes. All of us are capable of serial orgasms, and all of us are capable men. of Men have fantastic serial orgasms, and it's what? fantastic. What? Really? Especially in tantric I, 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 thought a, I thought this was a female phenomenon, this, this multiple not. orgasmic. Absolutely not. Real, all right, so let's talk about what a real multiple orgasm is. Because that's well, a serial orgasm. Karen has taken us into an era where she is the only expert. You know what I mean, man. Actually, you know, no, 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 that's not true. That's well, not true. I, I, I sit at her feet. I sit at her feet to learn. We all have bodies. So yes. we're all experts in that sense. And I really believe we're all sexologists. Although some of us are clinical sex therapists. That's a different right. matter. Yeah. Oh, right. We all experience sex. Even teenagers yeah. are not having sex have a sexual life. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the multiple no, I like to describe the multiple in this way, several types of orgasms at the same time. When you're wow. having a multiple, you have your first orgasm. I like to say it's like a granny's sprinkler. You know the sprinkler on the lawn and saying, Yes, ma'am. Yes. And you see those little fingers sprinkling the water around. So your right. orgasm begins like that, and then you get perhaps a disco ball on top. Yes. Blows on skirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get perhaps a buoy out of tea. So it's giving off that flashing light and that thump, thump, yes. thump, thump. And then you yes. have something on top of that. So a multiple orgasm is an experience of an orgasm in several parts of the body at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. You may be having a genital orgasm. So that could be vaginal, that could be clitoral, yes. or both vaginal clitoral. It could yeah. be in the root chakra, which is in the, you know, your belly bottom. Yes. So you yes. feel Sometimes it in the belly bottom. Right. You feel it in the heart chakra between the breastplate <laughs> because usually, <laughs> usually you get flush. Yes. <laughs> what a thing. What a thing. In that area. And then yeah. you can also feel it in the brain. Lots of men in particular, I've been talking to men about um, cognitive orgasms and lots of men, yes. you know, when you have that aha moment when you have this fantastic thought mm-hmm. where your cognition is sharp and you yes. see like time, you have a peak experience. Yes. That, right. that can also happen during a physical orgasm. Just a second, just a second. When it's a multiple orgasm for men, because yeah. um, <laughs> would it, would, would, you see, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it properly because yeah. so, which head are you talking about? All the heads. The, 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 the cognitive brain. So I'm trying to think because if let us say that a man has an orgasm, takes uh-huh. a break, and then one hour later has a second orgasm. Oh, why did orgasm. you an hour? What a long time. That's a much thing. shorter than that. Much shorter than that. Most that would be a orgasm. Oh, mo- most definitely. As short as, short as minutes. Class My so goodness. Short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can have two to three of those serial <laughs> orgasms. I mean, ask Akira, isn't that true? Tanika? Any thoughts on that, Tanika? Has anybody ever encountered a multiple orgasmic man? Have you ever, have you ever encountered such a person? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I've... Um, I'm, yes, I'm trying I'm, to understand the concept myself. Yes, yes, Shanika, please I, tell us. 
I I have known men that didn't need any time in between. Exactly. Um, they there was no downtime. Really? It was just yes. The refractory period is actually quite short, so it's happening while you're intervaginal. Yeah. And there is a facility, but it soon regains um should I say strength? So mm-hmm. it's not a question of have you ever encountered a man? How many men have you encountered who have this experience? But Karen, isn't that a function of age too? Because in other words, absolutely not. Age, age, absolutely age, age, age. not. No, I, I, we're no, looking no, like no, I can tell you, excuse. Karen, Karen, Karen. Yeah. When <laughs> I was a when I was a youngster, well, young uh-huh. girl, <laughs> I know that my capacity was much greater <laughs> yes, than it is now. Yeah, you know, Thirty right. years later. That, that, that is true. That is but true. is yes. it? But is it? Is it true also that your focus on uh-huh. other areas of life perhaps has broadened? But I I have clients who are 65 years old and the wife is complaining that he wants sex twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> he wants okay. sex twice a day. Okay. Everybody right. wants sex twice a day. And I agree with Shanika <laughs> that there are men who have very little refractory periods. Yes. And can okay. have two or three oh. orgasms behind oh, one behind the other. Oh, then mm-hmm. you saying both you saying both of sexual athletes. No, not, not at, at all. It's not, not about all. me. It's not about her ejaculation at all. They don't get Love to the finish line scholar. quickly. This is what they call a scholar. So 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 give me a second. So um I'm trying because I'm guessing that this has to occur maybe like once a month. No, don't be ridiculous. This is one sex once a month. No, no, no. The multiple part. No, no. The multiple part. I'm guessing the multiple part is something no, which occurs no, no, frequently. No, 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 no. Okay. It happens quite frequently, and you can train yourself to become mm-hmm. multi uh, serial orgasmic. Remember, I don't consider yes. right. serial. Right. Okay, serial. Okay. Serial okay. Where's a multi so Where are the classes? Because we have two minutes left. We have two minutes left on the show. Uh, is there any way? Is there any way that you could? I'm asking for a friend. Um, okay, for a friend. Because that's what they all say, guys. <laughs> yes, my friend wants to know if there's a class or a video online or a book. Well, yes. First of all, you want to be looking at true tantric sex. When you look for tantric sex on the internet, don't go for the porn videos. Go for the instructional videos because that will give you more information about tantric sex. Look for the perennial massages. Mm -hmm. Tanika, are you with me? Yes, I'm I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm taking notes. Yeah, no, but I thought you were taking some notes. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm taking notes for my friend as well. So right. friend. Folks, for your friend, right? So I need to give everybody a chance to do a quick 15-second wrap-up, starting with yes. Christine. Well, listening to all of this stuff about multiple organi- orgasms and everything, I'm thinking, I need to be advertising for a nice Christian husband, but this is the wrong program <laughs> to do <laughs> <with you. laughs> All right, Sadika, you're 15 seconds. I don't. I I think I'm I'm done. Okay. I, I think I don't have anything. Okay, Sadika right. is in the recovery phase. Ah, uh, Tony, you're 15 seconds. Refractory phase. Refractory phase. Well, I mean, <laughs> the refractory phase. No, just that I think we have to have a, a much broader discussion about sex and religion and we have to come with information 
from multiple perspectives. Yes. The, yes. the kind yes. of yes. univocal perspective that we have because of yes. our lived experiences, that no longer suffices. It kills debate, it kills discussion, and it kind of locks down people's growth. And yes. that's yes. what yeah. we need in a society like, like, like Jamaica at this point. People need yeah. more yeah. information. Yes. Thank you very much. Dr. Carpenter, yes. you're 15 seconds. I'm, I'm going to quote from um, Kosher Sex, Shmuley mm-hmm. Boteas, and mm-hmm. say, What is holy is therefore radically different in Judaism. The bedroom can be holier than the synagogue. Oh, wow. Uh, again, mm-hmm. again, I might ask, is there a totally pun there? Agree. You said holier. Is there a pun? <laughs> is there a pun? <laughs> That's like a hilarious. That's like a... I'm just here trying to get information from our friends. Uh, right? But those, those who would like to know, oh my goodness. <laughs> but what an interesting discussion we had. Thank you so much for the persons who were in the chat room who kept on a lively discussion all the way throughout the chat room. Um, yes. I think one or two of you want to call in and experience some technical difficulties. Thank you very yes. much for the panelists who we have here um, live in still with us. It was a really good discussion. We might need a part three, Hillier. We might, I need, think we need, a part we three. might need a serial show. Um, to, to, to complete this, this let's multiple. Do one, let's, let's do another one. Let's do another one later in the month. Next yes. next week we're going to be looking at the results of the U.S. presidential election. Oh yes. We we gotta run. We mm-hmm. have ten seconds to get out of the studio. Okay. <laughs> see, see you next week, folks. See you next week. This is Lady Star No Long Talking. Thanks for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Some more can please me. Yeah. Them just not ready. No more to flag me. Yeah, yeah. Get started. Baby, are you up for this?